Welcome to Earful of Fantasy, the best damn fantasy football pod in the universe. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Where He Is, but the fantasy gods just smile upon you because fuck me, right? Um, dude, I'm doomed, though. Like, I, like again, I'm riding a wave, as I said in the intro. Oh, like, it's d- just, I know, I went 4-0 again this week. Like, somebody, this, no, like, somebody call Max Kellerman because the cliff is coming for you. It, it is. The cliff exactly. is coming. Well, hopefully, like Tom Brady, I just keep avoiding it. <laughs> I mean, I think to Tom Brady, I mean, like, now you could argue, like, maybe he's starting to approach it, but he's not not quite there yet. Now, the ground's for, getting a little steeper, but the, yeah. it, it, it's like that grassy part, you know, of the steepness right before you hit the rock. He can now see, he can see the edge now, I think. Oh, yeah. I think he can see it. He's not, he ain't going over it yet, but he can see it, I think. Mm-hmm. We'll see. To be determined. I, it's not. It's not January yet. So right now, it looks like he's seeing the clip, but he could. He could uh, uh, take a few steps back once the games start actually mattering. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I miraculously went four zero this week. I don't know how the hell that happened. I I ripped off a six straight win in our league that we're in together. I again, and and, and it was not, not a pretty week for me in that league. I got a hundred points, and that was and almost half of them were from Jared Goff and James Conner. The rest of my team, but I had very unspectacular performances from the all of my receivers did not do well i was i i had a situation where i actually played three running backs like an idiot because uh ty johnson what a performance he really emerges the workhorse back oh there yeah in Detroit. He, he, yeah no he was definitely the dark horse pick for everybody this week i saw him getting played in multiple leagues and yeah that didn't work out for anybody they had a great matchup and i was like okay like like no problem like he's gonna like he's gonna run all over the giants like no problem like, like, like oh, cool then I see he got he touched the ball like nine times. I'm like awesome. Oh, they go with a four way committee. Tremendous. Way now, to go, the, Matt Patricia. Now the good news is is that in is that I benched Robert Woods, who only got 42 yards. So I only I only left four one, four tenths of a point on the table because Ty Johnson ended up with 38 yards total. So that was that was whatever. But I got like like I said, very mediocre. Chris Goblin had like his what his like came back down to earth for, by his standards. He only got like six point four points. He had like 40. 44 yards of a two-point conversion. Allen Robinson had a very and game. Travis Kelsey scored though for the first time in like a, in like a month, so that was cool. But a very standard week, and I will uh, I this this can't keep happening. It, it's it's over with. I mean, I'm eight zero in the league. I'm the commissioner in. That's not going to keep happening. I dude, I I hope I hope it does, but I'm not I'm not I don't know. It, it's it's to the point where again I, I I'm I'm in disbelief. I'm in disbelief. I. No way, no way. There's no way. There's no no way. Again, there's yeah. no words. There's well, no words. Don't get me wrong. I'm also in a nightmare. The big scary monster underneath my bed's name is T.J. Hawkinson. I swear to God, I I, I was I mentioned last week. I'm just gonna keep riding with this kid because every <sighs> single week when I don't play him, he goes off for 20 points. When I do play him, he gets one catch yeah, for gonna, one yard. And I was one gonna say he's doing nothing because in the aforementioned league, I was looking to I was considering picking up a backup tight end this week for for Kelsey, but then I realized that I don't need to pick up a tight end for the next couple of weeks because Kelsey's not until by till week 12. And I looked at Hawkins and I'm like, dude, he hasn't done anything in like a month. No, he's he's been he's been extremely inconsistent. Uh, Matt Patricia has been choosing to um you know have guys get targeted like Marvin Jones Jr. 
Um, and you know, among you know, a it's the Galladay show, guys. man. Yeah. It's the Galladay show. Kenny, the Kenny Galladay show. Yeah, I mean, Dan, Danny Amendola gets four or five targets every single game. You know, and he, that was expected, especially considering Patricia really targeted him coming out of New England. Um, no, however, yeah, it's been Amendola. It's been Amendola just just peppered with targets every week, man. Just yeah. like constant production from that guy. Yeah, he's, oh, he's, oh, oh. he's so great. Overall, this week I went one and three. Um, yeah, the TJ Hawkinson league was a was a pretty tough loss. I was projected to win it all the way up until the uh, the four thirty games. Um, after which the uh, the floor kind of fell out on that. Um, however, in our league, the one that is important, the one that yeah. we promised to only mainly talk about, um, I was You're able to win this a, week. How about oh, that, Mike Evans? Yeah, Mike Evans, thirty what? points for me, despite the fact that Jacoby Brissett. Didn't even crack 10 points, only 9 points for me. Uh, luckily, he was able to avoid any turnovers in that game. But Mike Evans, 30 points. Uh, Michael Thomas, something like 12 points. Um, I think, God, yeah. Michael Thomas has been so exceptional this season. I mean, considering he's been without Breeze for most of the season, he's leading the he, he league was, in receiving yards. I, I was really on the um, – so like, so when we get to our, um, our, our midseason awards, we're going to talk about who our personal season MVPs are. And I, I'll – Spoil this right now. I chose Mike Evans for my personal season MVP, but I was really on the cusp of Michael Thomas. Um, just, know, dude. Yeah, no, but how, Thomas, I, mean, I mean, I think you should pick Thomas. I mean, it's your, it's your list, but Thomas has been ridiculous. He's leading the league in receiving yards. Here's the I, I look. I, uh, no, we should really leave this conversation to later in the we show. We should. We yeah, should. but no. All right, but, but definitely. We'll, so we'll definitely get to it. We'll pick that up. We'll pick that up in like 10, 15 minutes. Guys. Yeah. So a- anyway, for my rosters, I've been holding yeah. on to Baker Mayfield. Is kind of holding out hope that 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 um you know he has a pretty easy easy schedule coming yeah. up. That's um, call. Yeah. Um. So no, I, I think that breakout's going to be coming. But honestly, Jacoby Brissett has been doing a lot of great things for me. Christian Kirk has been hanging around my bench just because I think there's a uh, he's big, been hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there's, <laughs> just been, just there's, there's, there's been a lack of targets uh, as well in Arizona, especially um, considering the acquisition of Kenyon Drake. So we know that roster is definitely trying to win, but at the same time, they're kind of running low on targets. So I think when Christian Kirk gets healthy, he's going to be a machine, especially in PPR settings. So definitely look for him uh, when it comes to our stardom cinema uh, segments in the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah anyway, the, the big kicker for me, though, this week, though, 120 total points, and I totally thought I was going to get the $15, you know, top score prize. No! Yep, yep. Two people, 125 127 points apiece for them, uh, are able to beat me out. And, yeah, so no money for me, a 1-3 and three record, but I guess, uh, you know, the bragging rights are all that counts, right? Exactly, and you got, and you got yourself into the playoff picture. You 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 I'm ascended six, that last number six, six overall, and you're exactly. and, and I said this before before the show. You're welcome for defeating the former number two uh, prospect in the league and bumping I, yourself up to the number two. I, and so I you're that looking at a buy. You're I'm looking at the playoffs. You're looking I, at a buy right now. Yeah, I mean, I need to hold on to that. I mean, like, I mean, like, we'll see if I hold on to that. I mean, again, my team. I got. I as I said earlier, I have James Conner. He's his status is up in the air this week. I mean, I got some. T- I got some really, really tough match. Like, I got. I got to stretch my quarterbacks from Dak Prescott and Jared Goff. I got a really brutal stretch where they both have bad matchups. Like, I'm. I'm I'm not in a great shape, and if one of my running backs gets, or Philip Lindsay didn't it was limited in practice today. Like, if, if one of my running backs goes down, I'm screwed. Oh, if, one of my, if one of my blue chips I'm goes screwed. down, I'm absolutely screwed. I'm absolutely if, screwed. If, but... yeah, if, if Thomas Evans or Brissett or even Baker goes down, um, you know, I, I have a few. Okay, I have Sony Michelle. Um, I think I ju- I can't remember if this this is that league. I think I picked up Tariq Cohen in this league. I can't uh, even remember. Uh, they, you have, I know you have David Montgomery. I don't think you're going to handcuff. David Montgomery. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I don't think you're going to handcuff Cohen. I'm, I'm, I'm actually got the ball. That was cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, you know, I sat him in one league, in one, the one league I really, really could have uh, used him, but he did great things for me in this league this week. Yeah, he did. Um, and I'm honestly hoping, I, I think he, of all people, can see a second-half stretch now that the Bears are starting to put the ball in his hand and out of Mitch Trubisky's hand and not in the passing sense either. Yeah, they, I mean, they, I mean, like, well, Montgomery was pretty much the only thing that worked for them on offense on Sunday. So, yeah, they would, they would be wise to at least see what they have with him, considering that they used, like, the very, very limited, a lot of the very limited draft capital they had to move up to get him. And he is the, it seems like he's going to be the future of the, of, yeah, future for the team at that position. So, yeah, I'd like to see him in this now lost season, at least see him get some run. That would be nice. All right. Well, speaking of people that you need to take a look at, Chris, how about you tell the people listening? uh, Well, there's nobody watching right now. So tell the people listening on their favorite podcast, blah, blah, blah. Uh, some great waiver wire waiver. Oh, oh, these are so oh my god, waiver it's wire week, targets. It's, it's week nine, so again, be prepared for a humdinger after humdinger. <laughs> and again, these are available on our social media accounts on Tuesday evening at about five in the five to five thirty Eastern time window. So look for them there before you get to this lovely uh, podcast. But uh, for those who have not seen them or 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 and want to hear why I chose these guys, here it comes. Um. Leading off this week, this 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 list of uh, uh, juggernauts is Cameron Brait of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh. Now, now you don't uh, believe OJ Howard's going to come back strong? Didn't practice today, so the ham the hamstring's still bothering him. Brait obviously didn't do a ton in relief uh, last week of Howard. He only got thirty something yards, but they got a tremendous matchup this week against the Seahawks. So if you're looking for uh, and him and Jameis Winston have a pretty uh, solid established connection, and the Seattle Seahawks have one of the worst pass defenses in the league. So I think he's an excellent, excellent streaming option this week. Long-term, the comedy, I mean, it gets a little shakier, but for this week, because he's the old BC Johnson of this week. Like he, this is a one week option, but I think he's a damn, I think he's a damn fine one. Hopefully he'll work out better than all BC Johnson. Um, <laughs> now moving on to uh, solid, uh, solid options. Uh, the, the New York Jets defense. Now I, I know you're thinking, I mean, they've I'm, been, Greg Williams is going a real you, wagon. Disagree with you with this uh, later in the show, but I'll let you continue. I mean, Greg Williams is running a real wagon out there in New York. And CJ Mosley uh, managed to re-aggravate his groin. But uh, they have a six-game stretch coming up that starts this week with the Dolphins. That is just insane. They have, like, I mean, like, listen to this. So they have This is their next six games. So they have the Dolphins twice. This is not in order, but this is the, these, these, these are the opponents. Dolphins twice, Bengals, Redskins, Giants, Raiders. Those are the next six games. That is yeah. as beautiful as the matchup as you're going to possibly get. The Raiders are going to get. Yeah, the Raiders are are undoubtedly the top team right there with Darren Waller sure. having his breakout season and everything. And the Raiders and their offensive line has been a lot better than than expected. And Derek Carr has been better than expected. I mean, not spectacular, but regardless, the Raiders have been have been a pleasant surprise. They're, like no one even expected them to be mediocre. So mm-hmm. the fact the fact they're like and they're they're not an exceptional matchup, but they're they're still a, a beatable one. So, so the rest I, of those matches are great. So I definitely just want to give a shout out right now to somebody watching, uh, Mr. Pete Foley. Uh, Chris, you criticized Mr. Foley's uh, team name, Country Roads Take Mahomes. You were not yeah. impressed. You were not it's impressed the, with yeah, it. Yeah, it's really lame, dude. It's a lame yeah. pun name. Yeah, I, unfortunately, Pete, I thought you were the MVP of league names uh, yeah. this year. I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan, man. Not a fan, man. Sorry. I like yeah. like a. At least, I mean, like, and again, I mean, I'm a hypocrite because there's a kid in my league whose name is Dro Flacco, and that made me laugh really hard. Well, I'm Kylo Renfro, and I think that's absolutely phenomenal. No, no, that's that's a good name. No, yeah. I'm not going to give you a shit for that. That's a good, that's a good name. I mean, I, I have a team name. I mean, like you, you, you tell me my, my team name in my league that I'm the commissioner is Divorced Dad Minshew because Gardner Minshew looks like a divorced father who's showing up to their kid's sporting <laughs> event. Uh, well, I, I guarantee you that's probably Uncle Rico's backstory. 
It so, could be yeah, like like yeah, specifically yeah, that shot that shot when he gave the initial press conference after he, when he came in relief of Foles when they when they week one when he was wearing the polo shirt like that was that was I have that as my avatar like that's what it is like that is like that is like just such a divorced dad look like that guy he's ripping he's ripping Marbreads and drinking Bud Heavies and cheering on his kid. <laughs> to for to uh, hold yeah he's like I mean come on, like the loudest fan at the at the little league game. I mean, God forbid if you if you if you get if you toss some weak shit at his daughter in the softball game, it's not happening. Oh, it's not happening. He's getting really he's gonna get really really pissed. Bad calls galore. Anyways, so before we, yeah, so so let's get back on track. But Pete, I just want to say your cliff is coming, sir, just as much as Chris's. Thank you. You're the well, one who's gonna eat it. Hopefully the the divine entities known as Luke Luke Hobbs and Deckard Shaw will continue to carry me on in this winning streak. Six in a row. So as long as, as long as I keep believing in them, hopefully, and hopefully I'll keep being rewarded. Um, anyway, so third, yeah, Jets defense, great, great, great schedule. Keep, I, I, I think they're a great defensive option. So, anyways, number third. Now this is uh the most popular waiver wire ad of the week, I'd say, but it's also probably the one with the lowest upside because it's it's an insurance situation. It's Jalen Samuels. Um, so not only did James Conner get banged up at the end of that game, Benny Snell hurt his knee. And the only other running back they have on the roster is some guy named Trey Edmonds. I don't even know who the hell that is. So uh, is he like Chase gonna... Edmonds' evil twin? Sure, I don't know. <laughs> he, they could be relatives for all I know. Maybe they know. I don't know. Maybe they know each other. Maybe maybe they're roommates across the country. Who knows? Pen pals, even. Yeah, they could be pen pals. I mean, one of them's in Arizona. One of them's in Pittsburgh. So that makes sense. They're Tempe to Pittsburgh. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, Daniel Samuels, obviously, if James Conner misses time, which is uh, who the hell knows if that's going to happen, because it seems like James Conner gets, hurt, like, banged up every damn week. And, I mean, like, he's kind of been playing with fire the entire season. Maybe this is the time he actually gets knocked out. But Mike Tomlin said, like, he should be. Like, even if he doesn't practice till Friday, maybe he'll be okay. I don't know. There's really It doesn't seem like it's serious, though. That's the thing with James Conner. Like, I think if it was, like, a, a real problem, if he, like, say, broke his – collarbone that would have been out by now uh, the, yeah no they, they would have ruled him out for this week right away mike tomlin's not the kind of guy who kind of plays around with that stuff he like no. he, he'll play he'll play mind games every now and again but usually no, but he's a pretty he, straightforward coach he, and i don't think he's going to play uh, exactly yeah. and he said he'd be he thinks he'd be limited to start the week he didn't practice today so that that's pretty much that that's yeah that that's pretty much on brand for tomlin i mean i mean when roethlisberger screwed up his elbow he basically he said it was a serious injury like he wasn't screwing around with that but yeah, Jalen Samuels, he's a good insurance to have if you're the if you're the handcuffing type or if you're the one who thinks James, and in even if James Conner does bolt this time, it's it seems like it's only a matter of time before he actually gets hurt for real this time. Cause he's literally left, I think, three of the last four games with an injury. So moving on. John U. Smith, Tennessee Titans. Now Delaney Walker missed his first game of the season uh last last week, and uh old John U. took uh advantage of that. Six receptions, 78 yards, one touchdown. And in relief of Walker, Walker hurt in the previous game. He had 64 yards the week uh, before that. So I think even if Walker comes back, Walker's an old man. John Smith looked good, and he seems to have a good chemistry with Tannehill. So he might he might uh, keep rolling to this as the starter and at the at a position as dire as tight end. I mean, you need all the help you can get. And John Smith might be worth a look. I mean, he seems I mean, he's been putting up TU one numbers in the last two weeks. So why the hell not? And they and they don't have a bad schedule. I mean, they got a matchup with the the Panthers secondary is is decent but beatable. So we'll see how that goes. And rounding it up, I mean, again, we saved the best for last, guys. Mark Walton <laughs> of the Miami Dolphins now reaching into the bottom of the barrel. The Mark Walton who had a fumble, pretty much fumbled away the game actually yes. this past Sunday. 
Oh, yeah. He, he's, he's been a fumbling machine, but here's the thing. As you said uh, earlier, Kenyon Drake got – Kenyon Drake, Miami showed they have no eye for talent, and they traded Kenyon Drake to the Cardinals uh, just to, complete the tanking process, to complete the tanking process. They gave up on the most the best running back in the NFL. So <laughs> now what's left is that Mark Walton is their lead back. Now I know what you're thinking. He plays for the Dolphins. Boy, Kalen Ballage is in the house. And he, and he will continue to poach red zone carries. But Mark Walton is the top dog. And if you need an RB3 that's guaranteed to get the ball, Mark Walton's your guy. I mean, don't expect anything great. But if you need a warm body to put in in a, in a flex situation, Mark Walton is that guy. I wish I had Mark Walton on my roster right now. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do not because I would love to have Mark Walton over, say, Ty Johnson because at least <laughs> I know Mark Walton is actually good. At, Miami's not running a 47-man committee, so at least I know Mark Walton will, fall, will, will get about 15 carries for 55 yards behind that powerhouse offensive line there in Miami. He might fumble. It might not be pretty. But, hey, he gets the ball, and sometimes that's all you need when you're in filling running back duty. Yeah. And here's the thing that I just want to say. This this isn't exactly fantasy-related. Uh, when I looked into the Kenyon Drake trade, it wasn't a second-round pick. It wasn't a high third pick. It wasn't a high, high. It was seven first. Yeah. It was <laughs> seven first. Again. <laughs> You don't disrespect icons. You don't do it. You have a Kenyon Drake jersey. You're goddamn right I have a Kenyon Drake jersey for the people who are not watching the video feed. That's a a collector's item now. All right. So we're moving on to my my favorite. It was a a fourth-round pick, I believe, for for, for Drake. Or maybe a conditional fifth or something. I'm pretty sure it was a fifth. But anyway, we're moving on to my favorite segment. Uh, and this, in the first part of this name, perfectly describes what I think that jersey is going to be: hits and whiffs. Uh, we're going to talk about our picks from last week in the Stardom Sinem section, and which ones worked out and which ones didn't. And uh, so I'm going to start this one off. My hit of the week, pretty solid uh, double. You know, you know, standing double. I would say Nick Chubb versus the Patriots, 131 yards, one reception, uh, no touchdowns, uh, two I, fumbles. He fumbled twice. He got less than 10 fantasy points in standard league. That's your hit for the week? I I didn't have a good week, Chris. Take take a look at the script from last week. No, I'm going to have to because I don't remember above the top of my head. But hot damn, if that's your your success story for the week, woof, that is truly a horrible, horrible week. Yeah, well, no, dude, my uh, my whiff of the week was just not – Sticking with Ryan Griffin. <laughs> this this was the that, that was honestly like made my Sunday. <laughs> you, you provided me with a great smile. You really did. You're like I should. Well, like wow. Like I, you would have like no again. You would have looked like the greatest like YOLO. It would be one of the greatest YOLO picks of all time. It really would have oh, been. Yeah. Like like look at me, guys. Like because there's nothing better than when you're winging it and it works out beautifully. It happened with me one time back in the, when Muhammad Sanu was with the Bengals. There was a game where I played him to be an a hole. And he got two touchdowns. <laughs> and I felt like a genius because he was like 3% owned. I was going like, I was like, just because I'm like, oh, he's starting this week. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see how this works out. I needed a receiver and I played him. But if you did that with Ryan Griffin, if you got that pick right, you would have truly, you would have been, you would have been floating on the in, next episode. In, in, instead, I chose Luke Wilson, one reception for seven whole yards. So yeah. if you were a PPR, at least you got, you know, he got you over the hump. Uh, if not, two points, baby. 
Yep, but if you listened to me last week and then forgot to update your fantasy roster, you're welcome, baby. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean Liam just like the savant of of picking up random tight ends, and I enjoy his approach. I, hopefully, you employed that approach again this week of just of just digging, oh, through, oh, digging, digging through the dumpster. Yeah, I did not. I did not see. I was done. I was done making my picks by the time you picked your tight end. So that so I did not see your tight end. I saw your quarterback and running back picks. But I did not see the tight end. So I'm looking for. I did not see your tight ends. I'm very much looking forward to that. See who you digged out of the garbage bin this week. Um, yeah, so for me, my my big hit of the week was sitting Corey Davis. Isn't it crazy? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, Corey Davis turned a corner, guys. He has a real chemistry with Ryan Tannehill. No, he's the same guy. Corey Davis will explode one week and then go on the missing persons list the next week. When are you bastards going to learn your fucking lesson? This is Corey Davis. This is who he is. Yes, it was a great matchup against Tampa. He had two catches for nine yards. Meanwhile, he's taking phone calls from TJ Hawkinson. Or TJ Hawkinson is is calling him. Yes, he's taking the Corey Davis approach. Now, this is who Corey Davis is. He's a erratic receiver who will have a few explosions a year that people will remember he was a top 10 pick and get all excited, and it's not going to happen. He's This is who he is. He's a below-average wide receiver. He'll stick around the league for like eight or nine years, and and we're just going to keep doing this. It's a groundhog day. He's like, oh, Corey Davis, oh, man. The pride of Western Michigan. He's unstoppable. How long until you? Uh, how long until the headlines? How long until the headlines come? He's like, is Corey Davis having a late career resurgence? Like, is he I, finally reaching dude, his? Dude, those have probably already came. I didn't read what happened. Like, what in what, two what, years when he's playing with like with Tom Brady? You know, and Tom Brady's like ninety <laughs> percent run. No, Davis. Like, you know, get out of here. Like, this Corey Davis train. Just, 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 never, never. It's like it's like it's like people who bite on Sammy Watkins when he has this one big explosion a year. Like, like he just is what he is. Sammy Watkins is a better player than Corey Davis. Even even with that being said, though, I will say I will not uh, associate the two. Uh, in terms of actual quality, they are they're similar players in terms of that that they they have crazy peaks and and then shit the bed. But Watkins is fl- Watkins is shitting the bed is not nearly as embarrassing as Davis's. Uh, anyways, moving on. My uh, my whiff of the week was uh, sitting Zane Gonzalez. Now uh, Arizona. Now that game played out like I expected it to, and the fact Arizona had a hard time scoring points. But here's the problem: Zane Gonzalez got like all the points. <laughs> I mean, Zane Gonzalez has been the uh, Fun fact: tied for the number one kicker in all fantasy this season. Really? Who's the? Well, he's tied with Zerline. Who would have saw that coming? I mean, particularly I, 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 when I he was, Justin Tucker was up there, considering he nailed two fifties in one week at one he, point. He is, but the the difference is Tucker had a week off. That's true. He, and just, Zer, he just and had Zerline, his bye week. And Zerline I, has his bye this week, and Zane Gonzalez has not has bye yet. I, I played Robbie Gould this week, and I almost I almost, I almost considered keeping him and just keeping uh, Justin Tucker on the bench, but oh, I was God, just no. like, it, yeah, no, in the in the oh, long no. run. No, and I, and I thought well, you were I, I, I can't remember uh, who, who the matchup is. I'll I'll, I'll know at some the point. The Niners, the Niners have the Cardinals this week, and obviously yeah, so the, the that, yeah, Ravens have the Patriots. And I actually consider doing the same thing as I have gold in in the league we're in together. I I picked him up for the bye week for Tucker, and I I consider that I'm like, like you can't avoid kicker matchups. Exactly, it's Tucker. So like I'm not doing it. Yeah, you know, even if it is the Patriots, he can still nail a fifty-six yard field goal. Exactly. How good that defense exactly. is. Exactly. And Justin yeah. Justin Tucker is the only is is I think he's the best kicker in the league by far. And he's I, there's no kicker that I trust more than him in the and entire sings league. Opera. The exactly. man sings opera. Which which was I mean that blew my mind when I found that out after an episode of Hard Knocks. So thanks. Yeah. Guys. But, so uh, yeah. But yeah. So if if you folks haven't seen that on YouTube, you know, go ahead. No, turn this show off even and like look that up. Yeah, pause our show. No, you know what? Pause our show. 
pause is pause our show. Pause our show if you listen. To, uh, yeah, exactly. Don't don't shut us off or if you're, if, you're, I mean, if, you're if you're witnessing this unfold live. I mean, you don't want to turn this magic off. You know what? How about this better idea? If you're listening to this, um, you know, like not in headphones, like and you're listening to it on a speaker, Alexa, play Justin Tucker singing opera. You're welcome. Uh, does he have studio recordings? Is that possible? I don't know, but that'd be amazing. I mean, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that wouldn't. I don't think that would be the sequence that would that would uh, get Alexa to go off. I think it would be have to be Alexa play blah 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 by Justin Tucker, <laughs> and then then you, you're just blessed with opera from the Baltimore Ravens kicker. <laughs> so yeah, Alexa play whatever the the opera symphony. I don't know what the hell the hell. I don't know what that. I, I can't think of opera song titles. I have no familiarity with the genre. So play play songs from the Phantom of the Opera. We're, we're the, sending some, the, we're, we're sending some people's like Alexa's absolutely crazy. Alexa, play the Phantom of this Opera soundtrack. We're okay. just going, well, yeah. We're again, we're just the we're just the now the uh, uh, technology chaos podcast. I was about to say okay, Google, and something really dirty, but I just don't want my phone to hear it. So, <laughs> yeah, thankfully, thankfully, I don't got any voice commands to shut shit up. So, yeah, you're <laughs> goddamn caveman. Yeah, Moving on. Me well. <laughs> Moving on. It's our it's our special segment of the week, the Earful of Fantasy Midseason Awards. So we have three categories for you folks tonight. The overall NFL Fantasy MVP, that's going to be our top award. Our personal season MVPs and the wet pencil. Now, some of you folks might be wondering what exactly is a wet pencil. Yes, well, including me. Yeah, well, folks, it's just the most useless thing in the world. You can't write with it. It smells bad. It's just overall inconvenient. And however the pencil got wet, it probably got other things wet along with it. And you probably just have a big old mess that you got to clean up. And a wet pencil, it's just stressful. It's no. a str- it's you gotta wait for that thing to dry. Where do you put it? Where do you put the wet pencil that it's not gonna get other shit? I, wet? I, 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 you can't. I mean, you can't. You can't write with it. Do you put them on your bench? Do you? Do you like? You are, are, are they gonna go off the next week? Are the? Do, do you leave them to the mercy of the waiver no. wire? They're just a no, damn no, wet pencil. You, exactly. You can't. You, you just can't use it. I mean, to quote the great. To, to quote. Uh, to quote the great Mike Singletary. You just can't do it. You can't do it. You can't use a wet pencil. Can't do it. Nope. Can't do it. Exactly. Can't win with them. Can't coach with them. Can't play with them. <laughs> Can't do it. All right. So, Chris, I know how we wrote these on the script, but I think uh, we should go uh, backwards. Um, you know, ending with oh, the overall and if over ending oh, with the okay. overall NFL fantasy. I understand. So, so you yeah. so you want to just particularly after that wet pencil explanation. Well, let's just dive right into the wet pencil. Yeah. So my wet pencil of the season. So I just want to say, for, on a personal, I don't know this man in real life. I don't what? want people to lose. What? I don't want what? people to lose oh, their on. jobs. Yeah. I what? Liam, you're telling me you don't know an NFL player? What? I, I know. I know a lot of professional rugby players. Yes, <laughs> but this is not a rugby podcast, as you say at the beginning I, of every show. So I do know Paul Asike. So I, I know if, um, he he was a former. Former running back for the Bears. Uh, a few he played oh. like a, a few three or four games for the Bears a few seasons ago, and okay, he well, was on uh, the Houston SaberCats. And he was a he's a really nice okay. guy. Okay, but but it was a rugby situation that that that. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, not, the, sorry, sorry, not the Houston SaberCats on the Utah Warriors. I'm sorry. Okay, well, close to regardless, uh, rugby rugby can, uh, led you to this gentleman. Yeah, in jet. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right, All right. so. Anyway, so, on to, uh, stand corrected. Sorry, you know a former NFL player, my bad. 
Yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm not celebrating anybody losing their job, but my wet pencil award goes to Matt Bryant. You screwed me out of so many points, man. Especially like the the missed points, the missed field goals. Oh, that you you like that missed extra point against the Cardinals? Just shut up, man. Just, oh, no, and, that and he, and twice on two occasions did he make the difference between winning and losing for me. So, Mister Bryant. Really? Oh yeah, God, that's awful. Yeah, so Mr. Bryant, sayonara. You were on an offense with Matt Ryan, who is just good enough of a quarterback to get you into the red zone. Unfortunately, Julio can't catch a touchdown in the red zone to save his life. Uh, well, I mean, all, all, hold on. He it's had like 2019. 14, he had like it's, four. No, no. You, if you're, Julio has gotten over those problems. They plagued yeah. him for they plagued him for years, but suddenly in the back half of last season, Julio started. He he became friends with the end zone. Again. I, either thing. way, this now, offense was tailor made for a kicker to put up points, and you just didn't do it. You are a goddamn wet pencil. I, I yeah, but I will say, Julio, I would like you after the bye to get back in the end zone because it's been it's been a bit, it's been a bit a few weeks since you've uh, visited your friends. So hopefully, I hope you guys rekindle uh, that bond after the bye. All but, right, Chris. Uh, my, now my wet pencil, I'm kind of cheating because I thought about it. There was guys because now see to me, wet pencil uh, implies it's like I mean like are you because a, a player that's truly like useless like a wet pencil to me, I'm just dumping them if they're really like completely not giving me any joy. So I kind of use this as a, as an excuse to rip on a guy who I think has been, been a huge disappointment, and a guy that I had like really high hopes oh, on. I'm like, is this going to be a Maitland rant? Not really, because I'm also cheating because I also don't have this guy on any of my teams. He was a guy that I targeted repeatedly, but just didn't end up getting the guy that I'm. I just truly can't understand how they are not succeeding. Because at least like Joe Mixon is a guy I can understand why he's not succeeding. As disappointing as he's been, because they'll, he's in a terrible situation. The offensive line—he's not; they can't open a rushing lane, and the and the uh, off, Zach Taylor's not calling running plays. I get that. Now, the guy I'm thinking of for my web pencil, OJ Howard. Now, OJ Howard had a great year last year before he got hurt. His first six, seven games, he was on pace. But he hell, he was looking like he was one of the best tight ends in the league. So you're thinking, okay, Bruce Arians comes in, and this guy—this is a guy who throws the ball down the field nine zillion times, and this guy should be able to succeed even with Mike Evans and. Chris Goblin around and good old crab legs. Not so much, not so much, but that's crab legs as, as, as infuriating as he is. Like he has, he can get the ball to guys. He's proven that time and time again. Now, OJ Howard. No, uh, no. OJ Howard has only like 15 catches and like 125 yards. He hasn't scored all season. And they were considering trading him simply because Arians like just doesn't involve him in the offense. And I'm just stunned. Absolutely stunned that Howard has been so dreadful. And so, and he was, and, he, and particularly for where he went, fifth, fifth, sixth round pick, sometimes late fourth. Um, yeah, like not great, not great. All right, for the next award, our personal season MVPs. <clears throat> Sorry, come down the aisle for me, Mister Mike Evans. So we were saying earlier in the show, I it was a total toss up for me between Mike Evans and Michael Thomas. Now, don't get me wrong, My, Michael Thomas, he has. 10, 10 plus points in every single week, just about, except for the Saints by, obviously. However, Mike, in certain weeks, has just gotten me over the edge with 30, 25 point games. I one point, like, exactly like a 50 point game or something like that. But yeah, uh, he is, Mike Evans has just been the difference between winning and losing for me on so many occasions that he is my personal season MVP, despite the fact that Michael Thomas has been a bit more consistent in scoring week after week. Because Michael Thomas, he did, or Mike Evans, he did give, give me a goose egg one week. And he that, did. that gave me a lot of pause. 
But again, it, it, it's just the you know victories are victories, and Mike is the one who's getting me those. So. No, I mean, I mean, Evans's highlights have been as has been as crazy as any receiver in the league. I mean, like, I obviously he had, he had just under two hundred yards this week and two scores. I think he had that he had that week where he had four touchdowns, I believe. Yeah, he and has been he has been the recipient. Yards. He has been the recipient of Bruce Arians' offense that we all expected that actually came through. Him and Godwin both have him both. Yeah, him and Godwin both for, so unlike OJ Howard. Mike Evans definitely loving that Uncle Bruce is in town. No, literally Howard's the only guy on that on that offense in terms of passing options that has not really done anything. Um, but anyways, my personal MVP now. See if I had had him sooner, and again I'm sticking. This is to the league that the league that um the Liam and I are in together because yeah, I, I, I have other guys. There's I have other guys that, again. That that's why I it would be another guy if I if it was another league. But this this for for this specific if I had acquired Chris Godwin sooner, it would be him. But I've only had him for a few weeks, so. He hasn't been, he hasn't been there for half the season for like he haven't had him about sixty percent of the season so I, that's why I did not feel comfortable um, making him MVP so I chose Zach Prescott for for a few reasons obviously he hasn't been as great uh, recently but I think once I picked him up was the turning point of my season and I started the league zero and two and I had a really really horrible quarterback play from the aforementioned crab legs and Prescott has provided at least a sense of stability he has he's only had one like real 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 dud and that was against the Saints. And they have a rough schedule coming up, but he, I mean, like he's at least given me a solid 20 plus points per week for the most part since I've acquired him. And he's really helped, he's really helped my team get out of the shit. Cause I mean, I have a decent, but not great uh, sense of a group of core players. And just having that, getting that type of output from the quarterback position really, really helps me on this in this situation. And I, I don't think I'd be on a six game winning streak right now if it was not for him. So I, I just want to say, I, I think, you know, Dak Prescott deserves a whole other award, which is the new Andy Dalton of the NFL. Because Andy, Andy Dalton is no more. He's benched. Ryan, Ryan Finley he is the new been. starting quarterback. Ryan Finley, he's the future of the Bengals. Yep, exactly. So Ryan, Ryan Finley is now the starting quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. No. Is Dak Prescott the new middle? Is he new the, the new prime meridian of the NFL? I I, I would agree. I would say yes. I think that's a brilliant way of putting it. Also, so far Prescott basically has just put up nothing but empty stats. He has one playoff win on his resume. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that if that if he, Dave Dallas makes makes it to the playoffs this year. We'll see if that continues. But he uh, if you want to look at it, he put together the empty stat masterpiece this season of the year so far against the Packers when the Packers blew their effing doors in. But Prescott managed to get like forty fantasy points. Mm-hmm. He, he's the time. perfect Jerry Jones player. Like, and when I say perfect, I mean perfect for him because he is the, the exact kind of guy that Jerry Jones is is just gonna throw money at. Good, not, not the, great, but not he's yet. loyal and he's a good guy. Exactly, and he has. I mean, like he does seem to. He's gotten better with Kellen Moore under the system, away in Kellen Moore's system. So we'll see if, if another year or two in Kellen Moore's system, maybe he'll get better. But right now, I mean, at the beginning of the year, looked like he was about to like really make a breakthrough. But I mean, he's kind of falling back down to earth a bit. But yeah, I would agree. He's a he's a pretty good, but not great quarterback that will win you some games. But um, we'll see. Uh, so far, so in postseason, he has done absolutely nothing. So we'll see. We'll see what happens this year if they make it. All right. We're on to our final award, the overall NFL fantasy MVP of the midseason. My pick, Mr. Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota. My, my favorite guy. Oh, yeah. so Love him to death. So Dalvin Cook right now, he has 823 total yards on the season. Uh, he has a higher um, uh, yards per catch on, uh, on the receiving end than Christian McCaffrey. Uh, one less touchdown, um, just a few, um, I think the 20 or 30 less points. But he's also had more wow games. So Christian McCaffrey, he's had a 153-yard game. He's had a 176-yard game. 
Um, but other than like a 111 yard game after that, he hasn't had, you know, too many, um, hundred plus games. Meanwhile, uh, Dalvin cook has had 500 plus games and he's also had more like 120, 130, 140 games. Go ahead and look this up. Chris, if you don't believe me, he's, he's had just more big games, um, in, in total uh, than Christian McCaffrey. Unfortunately, McCaffrey is just a total gosh darn touchdown Hawk and is such an animal on the receiving end. Uh, but like I said, Dalvin cook actually averaging more yards per catch, uh, the on the receiving end. Yeah. But he also has, he also, but he also has Kirk Cousins uh, in a quarterback, um, you know, who is prone to the check down as well. Yes. And uh, Kyle Allen definitely no. I mean, the guy, we can't arm He's Kyle Allen. It. Kyle Allen is slinging that thing all over the yard. BDK, um, baby. Yeah, exactly. So big, I, big I, I surprisingly, <laughs> that's what they call him in Charlotte, particularly after that masterful performance against the Niners last week. Um, yeah, so I went with McCaffrey. I mean, Cook. Now, one thing you have not put out is their yards total, yards totals are are very close together. But here's so, the thing: so, so Cook, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, eight hundred twenty-three yards. Christian McCaffrey, seven hundred thirty-five. Yes, but here's the thing: and McCaffrey has an advantage in receiving yards. But here's the thing: McCaffrey's played one less game than Cook, Ooh. and McCaffrey has had a tougher schedule because he's had to face two. He's had to face the number one rush defense twice, but McCaffrey in Tampa. So well, McCaffrey, arguably better offensive line for McCaffrey though. Uh, yes, but I don't think either of them have particularly great offensive lines. McCaffrey's also facing more stacked boxes because the Vikings have better receivers than Carolina. So True. McCaffrey has been putting up absolutely absurd video game numbers. Even that Tampa game in London a couple weeks ago, where he's not have a great stat line from a pure yardage standpoint. He sells with two, with touchdowns. So I think if McCaffrey can stay healthy, I think he's going to put together one of the best fantasy seasons uh, ever this year. And he's just been an absolute joy to own. I have him in one league, and it's just been awesome. I mean, he's had, as Liam said, a couple of that Jacksonville game. He was ridiculous. He, he had a great game against San Francisco last week, even though they got their asses kicked. Um, and he's just been tremendous. I mean, he's got like multi 30 something plus game, particularly play PPR. His pass catching is absolutely insane. And if you were lucky enough to get, if you were lucky enough, say, if you, there was a big debate whether or not Hilbert, Alvin Kamara should be the second pick. If you took him, if you, if you had the chance to take both of them, and you, had, actually, you have the chance at either one and you took McCaffrey, you should feel really good about yourself right now. Very good, very good. All right, so we are on to everybody's favorite segment, or at least my second favorite segment. Segment after hit uh, st- uh, hits and whiffs, start them, sit them. Uh, we're gonna. You, start- you just love that nostalgia. That's why it's your favorite segment. Exactly. I also just love, you know, t- take taking the Mickey out of you and me. Anyway, yeah. we're gonna start <laughs> off with quarterbacks. It's I'm the only segment you- we do that. In. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, right. We, we, yeah, we, we, no, we, we never make fun of each other. Yeah, again, we never insult each other. Never. It is nothing but no. politeness. You, you, you would mistake us for, for monarchs, how polite we are. We, we, we should be talking with the mid Atlantic accents. Oh, damn boy. You <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just nothing, that. nothing but British chivalry on these airwaves. Exactly. So I'm going to start it off with quarterbacks, uh, you know, and the guy who looks like he should be talking with some sort of mid Atlantic British chivalry accent. Jimmy Garoppolo versus the Arizona Cardinals. I think that would be a splendid matchup for you to play. Um, don't overthink this. I know uh, uh, I've been seeing, um, you know, around like the whole blogosphere that this might be a trap game for the 49ers. I think Jimmy Gar- Garoppolo, yeah. you know, two touchdowns, at least 250 yards. I think he's a solid play, at least a safe Dude. play in this game uh, for the 49ers. So you're not expecting anything spooky to happen on Halloween in Tempe? No. no Jerry's think- going to deliver? I think I think handsome Jimmy comes through, and I'm going to tell you guys to sit Danny Dimes versus the Cowboys. But dude, uh, he was the number one fantasy quarterback last week. What are you oh, doing? Shut up! Just <laughs> shut up! 
I don't, I don't want to hear any more about the gosh darn Giants. They're what two and five right now, and everybody's keep keeps on saying that they have a chance in this NFC East. They're not better than the I, Eagles and the Cowboys right I, now. The I, Eagles, I, I the agree. Eagles. I mean, that's not technically wrong, but I don't. Yeah, that's not technically wrong. They still they still they still have a chance. But I mean, like, but I don't. Mathematically, they still have a chance. But no, mathematically, the, they still do have a chance. But at the end, but at, agree, yeah, oh, but no, at the end of the day, you know, uh, Saquon Barkley, he doesn't have the field awareness that Ezekiel Elliott does. They don't have the offensive line that the Dallas Cowboys do. Carson Wentz is an absolute playmaker, and he, um, you know, in the in the and the Giants don't have a, a playmaker on the uh, you know, on, on the level of uh, you know, of, of even Selleck or of Alshon Jeffrey or of anything like that. Um, yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm not fine. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I knew you meant Zach Ertz, but you said yeah, Z- Z- <laughs> Zach Ertz. Well, e- even Eagles tight ends of yesteryears, Chad Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> Trey Burton. Trey Burton's in Chicago with your guys now. Isn't I, I he? know that, but yes, he was. But he, he was, was he, really special. He, yeah, he was supposed to be the whole um, like he was supposed to be like that big acquisition last year. He, sure. Yeah, he was the Travis Kelsey, and he's totally been Travis Kelsey. He's the Travis Kelsey of the of the offense. Yeah, exactly. But you know, but that's just by Chicago Bears standards. Which... Right, exactly. You got that right, Bell. You got that right. All right. So, Chris, how about you? All right. So, my quarterback started this week. Went a little outside the box. Went with Gardner Minshew. Uh, weird things happen when the Jaguars go to London, and Minshew had himself a hell of a game last week against the Jets and uh, the Texans secondary. Uh, I don't know if you heard. Absolute ass. Uh, the second they allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So, I think uh, in Jacksonville's second home, I think this is a great spot for Minshew to blow up. And my sit is the guy you just talked about, uh, playmaker Carson Wentz. I mean, as I, I am a big Carson Wentz fan, I've pumped him up on these very on this very program several, several times. Uh, however, he's, and he, I mean, like, they, he is returning home, which is good, but the Bears secondary is still very good, even though the rest of the team stinks. And I just don't expect Wentz to really provide you with a uh, anything more than a middling stat line in that matchup. All right, and on to running backs. All right, my stardom, uh, Josh Jacobs. From the Oakland Raiders. I mean, they got a very uh, excellent matchup against the Lions. Uh, the Lions' run defense has been absolutely atrocious. I mean, you saw what Jamal Williams did to them a couple weeks ago. Dalvin Cook did to them a couple uh, week, week after that. Um, and Jacobs, um, fun fact for you, averaging 103 scrimmage yards a game, number six among running backs. So he has the, the touchdown total hasn't been exceptional, but I think that he, I think even even though he's banged up right now, I think Jacobs is going to absolutely feast on the Lions' defense. Maybe like. 130, 150 yards, maybe a score or two. No doubt the most successful of John Gruden's three first-round picks this past year. Absolutely. And he's also and also and he's also absolutely killed the two NFC North opponents that they've had on their schedule so far. He absolutely he, they ruined the, he ruined the Bears and he ruined the Packers, so I think he'll keep it rolling against the Lions, against the NFC North opponents. And my sit Chris Carson. Um now he has the misfortune. Oscar Carson's been playing excellent, but he has the misfortune of going against that vaunted, and that's not sarcasm. The vaunted Tampa Bay Buccaneers run defense. I mean, they did. They've they, they've done an excellent job every single week of the season. I mean, they're the only they're the only team to make Christian McCaffrey look mortal, as I just talked about in the previous segment. So I don't think Carson stands a chance in hell, particularly on an offensive line that just lost Justin Britt for the season. So it's just yeah, not not a good spot for for my pal Chris Carson. All right, and I'm going to tell you guys to start Le'Veon Bell versus the Dolphins. I think all this uh, ballsy. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, I think all this hoo-ha right now about potential trades, um, you know, I mean, like the trade deadline came and passed. Nothing, you know, was nothing concrete. He's staying with the Jets. Nothing concrete ever came about of it. I think, you know, like th- there's a lot of guaranteed money, and I think uh, Adam Gase really hasn't given up on this season. Um, but I think that's also just, you know, the, the mesh talking. Uh, it, it, it could be. It yeah. could be. 
But anyway, but, I, I think especially in PPR formats, uh, Le'Veon Bell can definitely be um, an asset. I mean, just because they're going to try to take the pressure off Darnold, get his confidence back up. Le'Veon Bell is going to be the best way to do that as the veteran presence on that offense. Yes, and also Miami uh, doesn't care, and they're looking yeah. to lose every game. And, I mean, I, James Conner hadn't had a great game on the ground all season, and he got 140 yards last week against the Dolphins. So. Tank for so. two this could, this very well could be, yeah, I, I, I do agree. Well, it is, well, it is a risky pick considering the way Bell's been playing recently, how bad the Jets line is. Um, it, it very well, it seems like a very, a perfect get right spot for him. Mm-hmm, definitely. And um, I'm going to actually go into agree with Chris on this pick. Uh, Chris Carson versus the Bucks. Uh, Vita Vea, um, you know, um, among others on that uh, defensive line. Sue? Sue's stomping on balls down at Tampa now. The Domicon Sue. Indeed. Come, and, um, coming through. They still got yeah. Levante David down there. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they got some serious talent up there. But via, via as you said, Levante via one of the emerging stars yeah. in this league. So I'm, 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 my guess for this game, uh, I'm going to say Russell Wilson leads the Seattle Seahawks in rushing yardage uh, versus oh, the wow. Tampa that's, Bay Buccaneers. Okay. I know. That's, that's, that, that, cool. that's, a, that's a ballsy pick. I know, Barry. That's never happened before, ever. No, but, but Wilson, he doesn't run as much as he used to. True. True. Anyway, these guys run a whole lot. We're moving on to wide receivers. I'm going to tell you guys to start. Muhammad Sanu versus Baltimore. Huh? Um, huh? Huh? Second week with the team? Yep. Second, dude, he, he was he was showing great rapport with Tom Brady last week already, and I think that that's just going to keep on rolling. Tom Brady loves his veteran guys. Mohamed Sanu is exactly that, and he's still a guy who's pretty athletic. I think he's going to stretch the field, and I think he's going to do some pretty cool things in the slot, especially too. Uh, you know, Belichick loves putting fast, tall guys in the slot just as much he loves putting uh, short white guys in it. So yeah, no. Watch, watch the new. He does put up numbers slot receivers. He does. Oh, yeah. He does. He does. I mean, like it's, it's not even race related, man. He just loves slot receivers. Exactly. That's not Bill Belichick. But uh, so you're telling me Sanu's already in the circle of trust. Poor Jacoby Myers. The guy's busting his ass, catching <laughs> everything he throws at him. He can't get in the circle of trust. But Has Sanu Jacoby just Myers dropped a single freaking target. No, 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 he's literally caught all of them. Yeah, that's, that's, it, no, no, no. He hasn't even been like he hasn't even been targeted on a ball that went out of bounds. Like he's caught in every, he's caught every single ball, and the poor fucking kid cannot get work his way into the goddamn the circle thing. of trust. I imagine that like Tom Brady like you know ignores him in the locker room, cold shoulders him, you know, he's a child. Like he but hold on, hold, 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 hold on. Then yeah. at the end of the season, Jacoby's gonna go to the end of the team party. Like he's gonna walk into some room, and Tom Brady's just gonna have a tailored suit for him. You know, with some gold, like that, the, the magician suit from the from the gala that he wore a few years with a few it would years be, ago with Giselle. Oh god, the Met Gala. With, with, yeah, yeah oh, with, with the with the gold trimming and everything, and like this is yeah, yours he, now. He, he looked like chic David Copperfield. It was awful. Um, but <laughs> yeah, Myers. No, that's the thing. Myers. It'd be hilarious if Myers all of a sudden, like he he doesn't drop a pass. He catches every target for the rest of the season. Then he miraculously gets in the circle trust next year. That would be astonishing. But anyway, yeah. So he's. he's I mean, he's, I wouldn't be all that surprised. So, all right, so I will Sunday night if I if I if the Patriots aren't blowing them out and while I actually make it to the end of that game, I will I will be monitoring Muhammad Sanu's play. All right. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm going to tell you guys to sit Christian Kirk versus San Francisco. Uh, his health has come into question. Also, uh, that San Francisco defense. I haven't. I don't know if you guys have heard, but it's kind of pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't think how- I I still can't believe how good they are. Yeah, I I, I really can't. Anyway, I don't think uh, Kyler Murray's going to have a good day either. Um, so he, he's going to be like my on- honorary yeah. sit-in for uh, quarterbacks. Yeah, sit Christian Kirk versus San Francisco. Chris? All right, starting Amari Cooper. Um, second matchup against the Giants this year. First time they he got over 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, the Giants secondary, 
Janoris Jenkins is banged up right now, so like, and that secondary already sucks. So I think Cooper could have himself quite a day uh, against the secondary that he already has a good track record against. Uh, my sit him, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Ooh. I mean, I mean, and he's been very mediocre the entire season outside of that explosion against the Jets, and um, he's going to likely see a lot of Chris Harris Jr. in Denver, and I expect the Browns to have a to have a bounce-back game after that ugly showing in Foxborough last week, but I don't think Beckham's going to be involved in the party. I mean, Denver Denver's secondary has been excellent. There's been about the only unit on that entire team that's been great, and I just think, and, and considering how blah Beckham has been, I just don't, I just don't think like this is going to be the this is going to be the week where he suddenly puts it together. All right. Now, speaking of guys who have been pretty great, uh, who were you talking about for uh, starting tight ends? Tight ends again. I know the powerhouse position. So again, there's so many options of just tight ends you trust. So I'm starting uh, a guy named George Kittle against the Cardinals because Kittle has like finally oh, yeah. started to put up like Kittle numbers in the last few weeks. No, it's, the- it's good that you say that. Cause I think everybody was planning on sitting George Kittle. Yeah. He's, he's probably like a streaming option to most people. So. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. And the Cardinals uh, defense has allowed the most points to tight ends this year. So, yep. I'd say you can comfortably fire up George Kittle. Don't don't start uh, don't start uh, CJ Uzama this week, especially since the Bengals are on bye. That would be a really bad choice. Now, who are you telling them to sit their keister on the um, bench? Mark Andrews against the Patriots, because okay, yes, the Patriots uh, defense really really good. Okay, we know that, but I don't know if you guys, if anybody saw the Ravens Seahawks game before the bye, Mark Andrews dropped like four passes, and I drops drive me insane. So I just don't trust the guy right now. I mean, he, you're going to have to give me a, a week where you're not dropping shit for me to trust you again. But after that performance, like, like if you look at Lamar Jackson's stat line, it was like 9 for 20. Most of that wasn't his fault. He had like five or six drops in the day, but Andrews had most of them, and they were they were like as bad as you could possibly imagine for drops. Like I'm talking like hit him right in the hand with no – no like completely uncontested. And he was doing that, and that was against the Seahawks secondary, who sucks. So I think he's not going to have that much space against the Patriots. And if he does, he's probably going to drop the damn ball. So, mm-hmm. just, All just right. not like it. So it's time for my dart throw of the week, my tight end dart, Let's dart, go. dart throw of the week. Are you ready, Chris? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting all show for this shit, man. Let's go. You, you guys are going to start Gusecki versus the Jets. Whoa, Mike Gusecki. Yep. Uh, I, I think he had like three or four receptions last he, week. He did. Fitzy he did. Has, Fitz Magic. I can feel it coming up. I can feel it in my fingertips. I can feel it in my toes. There's going to be like a two-week stretch coming up where Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be, you know, is going to be Fitz magic. And I think the Dolphins get their first win this week over New York. Is it because they play the Jets twice in the next month? Yes. And and he's got revenge game fever? Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking about. Revenge game for Fitzy. I mean, Fizz Magic's played so many places. I think he plays a revenge game like every three weeks. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Right. At, at what point is uh, what game is not a revenge game for Ryan Fitzpatrick at this last point? week against the Steelers was not. I, I'm I, pretty sure I, ESPN just has those graphics like in a file on their desktop. I can <laughs> confirm that there that he has not played for the Steelers, so that was not a revenge game for him last week. So that's good. So right. ESPN, yeah, they, they have to keep those away away for when he, next time he plays the Bengals. All right, so uh, despite what Chris might have said in terms of his waiver wire targets, I'm going to tell you guys to sit Cameron Brait versus the Seahawks. Oh, uh, no. the, the jury is still out on uh, O.J. Howard. Also, uh, tight ends have just not been targeted a whole lot in this offense, so don't no, count on not. Cameron Brait versus the Seahawks. Moving on to flex options, 
so I'm, I'm going to do a little explaining on this. Start Marlon Mack versus Pittsburgh, but keep flex. Him, but keep him in the flex option. Pittsburgh, they're just uh, they're around number 19 um, um, in terms of defensive rankings. Um, they're allowing just barely over 103 yards to opposing running backs. But honestly, folks, it's it's just a feeling in my gut. Uh, something tells me that he's going to get a lot of touches, but it's not. It's going to be a fight. There's going to be a lot of fighting in the trenches for Marlon Mack. So yeah, good good start. Uh, good definitely day. yeah, definitely definitely a good start option for the flex. Um, careful as an RB one or two this week though. Um, anyway, Cortland Sutton versus Cleveland. Sit him. Don't play him. Uh, Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams are two of the best players on this team, or two of the shining lights uh, for what has been a pretty dark, disappointing season for the Cleveland Browns so far. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't put Cortland Sutton up against one of those. Also, Brandon Allen playing quarterback. Never played an NFL game before, so that's not good. I can tell you, I had Cortland Sutton in my lineup before Flacco was ruled out, and I immediately took his ass out. I got him in two leagues, and I immediately took him out as soon as I found out Brandon Allen was playing. Oh, yeah, no. But, I mean, Brandon Allen's strong arm could definitely stretch the field. But... Small hands, though. I remember that was the big thing of the combat. He's coming out. It was like very, very small hands. We're, we're confident he can grip the ball. Well, I know a lawyer into bird law who might know a guy who's – qualified to comment on that but anyway charlie kelly's uncle cannot be trusted no no definitely not in in, in in an nfl setting especially you know there's kids coming you know from charities yeah plus he he got the the big fake hands (laughs) he gets gets very self-conscious about him anyway flex options chris tell us about him all right my start and again you want to talk about revenge game fever I got, I got, I got, a, I got a prescription, baby. Jordan Howard against the Bears this week. He's gonna just ding, shove ding, up Mad Nagy's ass. He's gonna just tell, he's gonna tell Mad Nagy and Ryan Pace to go pound sand by running crazy on him. <laughs> That's all I got. I Jordan Howard. Jordan, Jordan Howard has kind of established, particularly Miles Sanders is banged up. Jordan Howard has kind of established himself as the lead back, at least in the rushing game for them, and he's looked really good the last few weeks. And I think he's gonna keep rolling. Um, yes, my sit-em would be. Uh, and again, this is my, uh, hey, I'm inviting myself to get burned pick of the week. Um, I said it was Robbie Anderson. I know, as you just talked about, Le'Veon had trade um, rumors around him. Robbie Anderson had even more because he's in a contract yeah, year. I, I would like to say that Ian Rappaport, it was either Rappaport or Schefter, was like Robbie Anderson is certain to be traded in the next few hours. It, and- it, se- it seemed that way because Gase hates him. Gates has sh- has talked shit about him several times during the year, and he's in, and, and he's in a contract year. He's, also, just, he's had maturity issues, so I, I can kind of yes, see where it probably and Apparently, from. Green Bay offered them a fourth, but they wanted a second, which is ridiculous. Like, I don't know why. I'm like, Robbie Anderson's not worth a second-round pick in a contract. That's that's silly. Yeah, right. Even he wasn't. A fourth four seems reasonable for him. But Robbie Anderson has been crazy up and down, and even though Sam Darnold is obviously in a much better situation than he's been in the last two weeks – in terms of a, in terms of a matchup as opposed to Jacksonville and the Patriots with the Dolphins, I just think Anderson is just not the guy I expect to pop off in this game. I think it'll be Jamison Crowder or friggin' or Chris Herndon if he plays, or just anybody but Anderson. Anderson is just a guy I can't trust at this point in time. So I, I I'm really excited to see him get 165 yards and three touchdowns on Sunday. All right, let's look, let's let's uh, wrap these two position groups up pretty quickly. Kickers, Chris, tell us. Start. I mean, again, I, I hate doing this because he's been so friggin' crappy except for the last two weeks, but I'm, I'm playing Jason Myers because Tampa has been just allowed like seven zillion field goals every time they play somebody. Cody Park, he was kicking dingers all over the place last week, so even though Jason Myers has been pretty like pretty average this season, he's just a, this is too good of a spot for him, so I, I have to pick him. I, I don't feel good about it. 
I wouldn't be surprised by whiff of the week, but I just I can't pick I can't pick against him. I guess that damn Tampa defense and their field goal allowing asses. <laughs> and my sit him is Joey Sly. Uh, I love Joey Sly. The, the rookie he's been kicking dingers all over the place, but um, uh, two of the last three weeks he's he's got four points. And Tennessee is uh, does not allow a lot of field goals, so that is that is my rationale for that one. So I would I would not play the the sly man. I'd wait till a, a week where he had a, a, a better week for him to, to roll him out. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, for my kickers, I'm going to say start for the Dallas Cowboys. Brett Maher, Dallas Cowboys. I think they're going to be rolling for the next few weeks. I think there's going to be a lot of points and a lot of field goals too. Because hey, Dak Prescott is their quarterback. Sit him, Nick Folk for the New England Patriots versus Baltimore. What? Yeah, no, these weak these these one-off kickers right now for the Patriots. It's going to be like the next uh, Chicago Bears or something like that. Also, uh, also, is also Kyle Har- Sanders coming in next week? Yeah, anyway, Harbaugh is a special teams genius too. Uh, you know, I, I love the Patriots, but I think there's going to be a missed kick, uh, whether an extra point or field goal, somewhere in there. Fulgoso uh, wasn't kicked in the NFL in like three years. Yeah, yeah, well, they signed him. Very confusing, very confusing yeah. transaction. I don't know, I don't know, Bill's just getting cocky now. Just rolling yeah. out randos. <laughs> anyway, uh, defenses start San Francisco versus Arizona. Like I said, I think Kyler Murray's going to have a bad day. I think Christian Kirk is not going to be a factor. Uh, good day for San Francisco. I mean, if you have their defense, you're probably starting them every week anyway. Sit them. Jets versus the Dolphins. Um, no. I think I think this is Fitzy's game. I think this is it. And I think Gasecki is going to be the recipient of it. <laughs> It's just gonna be Gasicki Mania. <laughs> 167 yards is Fitzy. Like, remember when I was picked in the second round, guys? I, I was, I was touted. I was touted. Here I come. Fitz Magic made me. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's gonna be. A, uh, yeah, I, I would love nothing more than my than Mike Gasicki to go crazy, and and for Fitz Magic to get to get shine. Uh, the game, unfortunately, not in, in not in Jersey. Unfortunately, it's in Miami. If it was, if if he went into MetLife, that would be probably the, Adam Gaines would get fired on the spot. <laughs> if his old team, led by Fitzmagic, just passed him at home, I think that yeah, that would be that would be hilarious. But unfortunately, that that, that uh, situation will not unfold this week. So my stardom is this week is the Bills. Uh, Case Keenum has a concussion, and Dwayne Haskins is set to start. So Haskins uh, is garbage, and Haskins has four interceptions in no starts. He's come up in mop up duty once Keenum has gotten injured and thrown four picks, and he's thrown for just over. I think just under 200 yards, which is horrible. And Buffalo, I understand they they just underperformed against the Dolphins a couple weeks ago, so they they aren't necessarily taking advantage of prime matchups. But I mean, a, a matchup against the a rookie quarterback on a crap offense it just is just too tempting to pass up. And I think Buffalo will be hungry to redeem themselves, particularly after an ugly loss against the Eagles last week and a. No show. I wouldn't say really a no show, but a not as dominant performance as expected against the Dolphins two weeks ago. So I think the Bills will be uh, hungry to kick in Dwayne Askins' teeth on Sunday. And my Stidham, uh, great defense, just in a shit matchup in the Vikings. Uh, even with Matt Moore under center, I mean, obviously they're a very conservative offense. The Chiefs don't really allow a lot of sacks, don't turn the ball over a lot. So, yeah, obviously they're less explosive with Matt Moore, but I just don't expect you're going to get a lot of the sacks and turnovers. I think you get a lot of dump-off passes, a lot of runs, a lot of, a lot of that crap. And I think that, yeah, it's just the Chiefs have, have, have again, just, just not good for opposing fantasy defense, even when they're as talented as the Vikings are. All right, and it seems to me like that wraps up our show. It uh, does. Chris, any final thoughts from you? Uh, yes, I will do. Uh, we're going to use this, fi- this this week's final thoughts for some little little bit of shameless self promotion. So, yeah, do you like do you like that earlier segment? Uh, I know what you're thinking. Do you like that earlier segment that we did about the fancy MVPs and whatnot? The wet pencil segment. Do you like that? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. I did. Were you guys fans? Well, I wrote I wrote a uh, column on my on my uh, blog, uh, Maitland's Madness Stuff Blogspot.com, where I did a little mid year fantasy awards. I picked uh, as you, so my MVP picks already been ruined, but a lot of the shit we did not touch that a lot of the shit that I wrote about I did not touch on in that segment. So you can go crazy over there. I got biggest disappointment, top rookie, biggest surprise, top waiver ad, all sorts of stuff. So that's available for your reading pleasure if you'd like to read it. <laughs> <laughs> or shit on it, or whatever. Hey, what? man. Uh, and, and also, you can find it on Facebook, Maitland's Madness. Uh, I actually designed a little logo there on Facebook he, he, like, Liam years did. ago. Liam did. He helped me out because I had no, absolutely no graphics because I, I am that bad with graphics. And uh, Liam, Liam threw me a uh, lifeline. Mm-hmm. And I, I still use it today. Uh, all right, and so my final thought: knives out, tickets are on sale. Exactly. Get Again, Ben Dango, baby. I sent the beacon. Out yesterday. I don't know if they went on sale yesterday morning, but I checked. Oh, it was, we had a great moment with our our producer emailed us. This poor poor guy, poor Corey. It yeah. just like it just wildly confused. Like, wait, you guys are a fantasy football podcast. Why are you tweeting in all caps about movie tickets going on sale? Like, am I missing something? I'm like. Yes, this is something that only Liam and I find funny. And Liam, I wouldn't have done it if you didn't promise to like let everybody know when they went on sale. I'm like, well, damn it! Now I have to deliver them. I'm a man of honor. Ourselves into a corner. We have to do it at that point. Exactly. When you get when you deliver a promise to the listeners, go. God damn it! We have to deliver on it. Yep. No, right, that's no. what we do here. We're, 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 we deliver promises to bits that I don't think anybody finds <laughs> funny except for us. <laughs> exactly. Random dart throws on tight ends. Ryan and, Johnson and Ryan Johnson specifically knives out a movie that if I think if we don't end up liking it, will be devastating. <laughs> we're, like, I think at this point we have to have a review show for knives out. Yes, I, yeah, yes. No, I think, and we have to do an unprompted. We will not tell anybody. We'll just set. We'll just you. We'll set it up, and then we'll send core of the audio. Just put this on the fantasy podcast page. It's gonna happen. So be be looking for that sometime after Thanksgiving. Again, yeah, I know. Get thrilled. It comes out. Yeah, obviously, it comes out November twenty seventh. Uh, unless you're going on Tuesday night, November twenty yep. sixth. You're going. I believe the screening starts at seven o'clock. So make sure you go. You fire up whatever you use, whatever theater you go to. Yeah, I mean, again, thanks to the trusty AMC app. I checked that shit. I saw that it was in the coming soon section. Like, let me see if the tickets are on sale. Because I after I Hell looked, yeah. I looked after the show last week, and they said available soon. So I'm like, hmm, I should look into this. That was on. That was yeah. Then I, I think I was like over. That was like Friday or Saturday. I looked that up. I have the AMC A list, baby. So I, it's, I mean, it's the, me too. So, I, so. The, I haven't. The only thing I use Fandango for, like, I used I used Fandango to get Star Wars tickets, just that's because like, that, that's that stuff's like, gonna you know sell out. Yes, that's also a good call because the AFC app crashed like seven zillion times. Oh, it wasn't yeah. as bad this time. The Avengers Endgame was honestly hilarious because I think it is, I think it crashed for like two days. And I was just like, can you imagine like being like a poor soul who was just like trying to go see Dumbo? I just wanted to see Shazam and I can't get tickets in the app. Damn nerds. Like, you know, exactly. exactly. Just like, damn, like, I wanted to go take my grandson to go see Dumbo and now I have to go buy tickets to the box office like a dunce. But the liberals in the shiny underwear are preventing that. Exactly. Some, 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 oh, like, yeah. some officiate of the Pet Cemetery remake just bullshit. They have to go buy the tickets in person because there was such a demand for it that like it's going to be sold out when they get to the fucking theater. Oh, my God. I actually remember, like, 
I'm walking like right past a whole line of people to go see Pet Cemetery because I I saw Avengers like two or three days after it came out. I saw Pet Cemetery the day it came out. Whoa. Okay. Well, I know those came out. Hold on. No, 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 I was going to say, came out like three weeks beforehand. No, so. no, no, no. There was another movie that I saw before Avengers. I remember that. And I saw it on the opening day of Avengers. I can't remember. <laughs> either, either way. The Curse either, of La Llorona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did see that in theaters, actually. Well, All right. Maybe anyway, that was we it. Are, we are maybe six minutes. We are six minutes past time, so any, oh, anyway, if there's, nothing, if there's nothing else, I'd like to thank you folks for listening to this episode of Earful of Fantasy. Remember, you can catch us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Facebook or every Thursday morning via your favorite podcast provi- provider, even the orange one speaking of podcast providers. Make sure you use it to subscribe to Earful of Fantasy and whatever provider that may be as the show is no longer in Earful of Dirt's normal feed. While you're at it, make sure to give us a like on Facebook where you can have the most direct interaction with me and Chris or on Twitter at EO Fantasy. Thank you, folks, and may the fantasy gods be kind to you unless, of course, you're playing one of us. Peace out. You've been listening to Earful of Fantasy on the Earful of Sports Media Network. Be sure to tune in next week. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Until next time, check those trades and watch them stats. <laughs>